Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21. We have a big question to ask today, and it's this. Will Christians experience tribulation, according to St. Paul's epistles to the Thessalonians. We've been looking at the two ways to view the so-called rapture verses in Paul's letter to the Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. The first perspective I described as the secret rapture at any moment or the technical term, the dispensational view, and they basically see what's described in 1 Thessalonians 4 as a secret catching up to heaven of believers seven years before the second coming of Christ. In contrast, many other Protestants, as well as Catholics and Orthodox, believe that the, quote, rapture, as described in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17, simply refers to the second coming of Christ and that it coincides with the literal bodily resurrection of faithful believers to meet Jesus as he returns to a renewed and transformed earth. Now, back to the question, will Christians experience tribulation according to 1 and 2 Thessalonians? I have to have a very clear admission. The secret rapture at any moment view has one huge advantage. It promises escape from the trials and tribulations during the years immediately before the second coming of Christ. So we want to ask the question, does the New Testament in general, and especially St. Paul and Thessalonians, teach that Christians will escape tribulation. Is tribulation something that Christians will normally encounter, or is it something that is a promise that will escape from it? Now, the idea that Christians will escape tribulation, I call a made-in-America doctrine, although it has infected Great Britain quite a bit, and I don't understand why. But I can understand why in the United States, because Christians in our country— have been spared persecutions from foreign invasions thanks to two nice big white oceans. We have enjoyed unprecedented amounts of religious freedom, and our prosperity is historically unprecedented. So (laughs) it's something that maybe Americans would like to imagine, but just imagine if you went today, I mean literally today, got on an airplane and went to Syria, and started teaching the doctrine of the secret rapture at any moment and that Christians will be uh, extracted from severe tribulation, they would think you're out of your mind. Uh, 50% of the Catholics, Eastern Catholics living in Syria, don't even have a roof over their heads. Imagine explaining to Christians and Orthodox believers in Stalin's Russia or Mayo's China or in Cambodia or in North Korea today that Christians will escape severe tribulation. They would think you're just mad. And we need to take a look at the text itself, but I think 
we need to recognize that there are certain cultural influences that may predispose Americans to digesting something that's simply, it's borderline absurd. Because if you look at the very context, as we have done in the past couple of weeks, the secret rapture, as the dispensationalists claim, is the most public and noticeable event probably in all of human history, and it's going to be exceedingly loud and noticeable, and yet they say it's secret. Well, about the same level of truthfulness is that Christians will not experience tribulation. Okay, I'm going to give you a number of verses, and I'm going to give you the tools to check me out and to check some other folks out who make great proclamations about... uh, The Greek says this and the Greek says that, and they're counting on 99.9% of the people listening to them not knowing Greek. I'm going to teach you today in two minutes how to check up on them, because I'm highly suspicious that some of the secret rapture folks spout things about the Greek, and they may not even know Greek. And uh, it's, it seems to me kind of obvious that some of them are just reading stuff they've read in books that somebody claims. But let's go to the text. We're going to start in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 6. Now, I asked you to join me, if at all possible, using the Revised Standard Version, RSV, the Catholic edition of that. So it's called the RSVCE. And if you probably noticed already, words are important. So if I'm going to take you behind an English word, it really helps if you and I are both using the same translation. I'm just sharing that. So I'm using the RSVCE, and here we go. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 6. St. Paul writes, And you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you received the word in much affliction with joy inspired by the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Now, that word, affliction, translated in the RSV, is actually the same word that the Bible uses for tribulation. It can be translated to afflict, to oppose, or tribulation. Now, how does somebody who doesn't know Greek know this. It's only going to take two minutes. I'm not going to get into it entirely because I'm going to bore to tears some people. But, you know, if you really like to get your hands around this and firmly see that I don't want you to trust me, I would rather you look it up yourself. There is a reference tool called the Strong's Concordance, S-T-R-O-N-G apostrophe S. And it's come to be known simply as Strong's. And Strong's Concordance had listed every single word in the King James Bible, both in Hebrew and Greek. And then for that word, they gave a Strong's number. And so what you do is you simply look up the Strong's number, and you can see that this word, according to Strong's, is to afflict, to oppose, or it means tribulation. And the Strong's number for the word affliction in 1 Thessalonians 1.6, the Strong's number is 2347, okay? Now, here's what you do. Very simple. Just Google Strong's, remember, that's strong apostrophe S, Strong's Greek search. Just Google that string, and then you'll be given a search page, and it'll say either Hebrew or Greek. Click on Greek, and then put in 
2346 or 2347. Those are the two related words that are used for affliction or tribulation in First and Second Thessalonians. And you'll see <laughs> Paul opens this letter saying, hey, you guys are great because just like us, you suffered tribulation and you were just filled with joy in the midst of it because Christ was with you. See, the idea is the kingdom of God has come to this earth, and yet the kingdoms of this world are still in existence, and so there's going to be galactic conflicts between the two until Christ returns. That's the normal Christian life. Paul goes on in 1 Thessalonians 2, verses 1 through 2. He doesn't use the word tribulation here, but listen to what he says. For you yourselves know, brethren, that our visit to you was not in vain. But though we had already suffered and had been shamefully treated in Philippi. See, Paul was in nearby Philippi, and he suffered tribulation up there. He was run out of town. And so after he was run out of town, he came down to see the Thessalonians. And guess what happened? He got persecuted there, and he had to leave town. He went to Corinth, and then he wrote back this epistle because he was only there two or three weeks, run out of town because of persecution and tribulation. And so he wrote back, very concerned that these people would keep the faith, even though they were under tribulation. They were probably one-month-old Catholic Christians. Are they going to stand firm? Or are they going to cave? So it's, it's kind of bizarre for somebody to take Paul's letter to the Thessalonians and try to prove some kind of immunity from tribulation using these epistles that were literally born out of a context of tribulation. But let me give you some more verses. 1 Thessalonians 3 and verse 7, for this reason, brethren, in all our distress and affliction, and again, that word affliction, you can look it up in Strong's, is the same word for tribulations. We have been comforted about you through your faith. I'm going to jump to 2 Thessalonians. We're going to get to that in a couple of weeks. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 4. Therefore, we ourselves boast of you in the churches of our God for your steadfastness and faith in all your persecutions and in the afflictions, again, that word afflictions is the same word as tribulations, which you are enduring. This is present tense. The context of First and Second Thessalonians is tribulations, afflictions. And basically, we need to realize that this isn't something, what shall I say, scary or unusual for Christians. St. Paul, back to 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 2, he says, We sent Timothy, our brother, and God's servant, to establish you in your faith and to exhort you, so that, verse 3, no one be moved by these afflictions or tribulations. You yourselves know that this is to be our lot. This is the normal Christian life. Now, I admit, living here in America, I have not lived the normal Christian life, as our brothers and sisters in North Korea, and yes, even in red China to this day, as believers are suffering in the Middle East today, this is our lot. And because we have been immune as Americans 
in the past and maybe in the current time doesn't mean that we are going to be immune in the future. Just a couple of verses from Jesus to back up Paul on this. <laughs> the Beatitudes, I mean, these are the marching orders for all Christians, Matthew 5:10. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This is one of the Beatitudes involves persecution. Persecution brings tribulation to Christians. And then Jesus said this, John 16, 33, I have said this to you that in me you may have peace in the world. You have tribulation. And that was recorded by St. John, the author of the book of Revelation. Now, the same folks who promote the so-called secret rapture at any moment, the dispensationalists, also claim that the book of Revelation teaches that we shall somehow escape tribulation through what's described in the last book of the Bible. Let me share with you the verse from the first chapter of that last book of the Bible, and it's John himself. Just like Paul was being persecuted, just like his recipients of his letters to the Thessalonians were being persecuted and suffering tribulation, he says, I, John, your brother, who share with you in Jesus the tribulation and the kingdom and the patient endurance was on the island of Patmos. You see, Christians will experience tribulation, but Jesus is in us and he has conquered the world. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 13 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy and to order copies of Luke 21 broadcasts, visit us online at luke21.com.